Hey, this is dating coach Joshua Segafis. On this podcast, we talk about how men and women can level up their powers of attraction and desirability to take their dating life to a whole new level. Stay tuned. Keep listening. I'm about to show you how it's done. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Joshua Segafis YouTube and podcast show. This is the channel where we talk about how to increase your attractiveness level up your dating game and embrace the alpha mentality uh, for those of you who have not been to my channel before welcome my name is Joshua Gavis I'm a dating coach and a human mating behavior enthusiast and a student of all things related to attraction and uh, human mating behavior really uh, if you'd do me a favor and hit that thumbs up button, that'd be super, super awesome and helpful. Thank you very much. It helps YouTube to know that people like the content and it helps me reach more people. Also, if you have not subscribed before, hit that subscribe button. That would be awesome. Help me out. Help me grow my subscriber list. And uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, get into the content of the video slash podcast here. And the topic today is red flags in a relationship with a man learn to vet male partners <clears throat> now this one is for the ladies and so ladies I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some some guy secrets in this video that are going to I really hope help you to be able to level up your ability to vet dating partners and this is really important I'm gonna tell you why The crucial first step for women to be successful on the dating marketplace, like you may think that it starts with getting noticed, but that's actually not true. Because by default, the majority of women are already born with like the capacity to get noticed and to have guys want them. Um, even if you don't really do anything special, right? Uh, so in other words, you wake, you know, you're born, you grow up, you wake up in the morning, and the normal things you do to get ready for the day render you attractive enough and uh, sexy enough and appealing enough that a healthy percentage of men <clears throat> are going to want you, right? And so attracting men isn't the beginning of the problem for women. If you have a problem attracting men, then then that's a thing you may have to address, but uh, that's not where the problem, the challenges really start for women. Where the challenge really starts, the challenge that every woman has to deal with is in vetting partners. And what I mean by that is the partner selection process. Now throughout evolutionary history, it has been very dangerous and expensive and costly for women to choose the wrong men to to mate with and for good reason and you can probably see it's pretty obvious <clears throat> um, if you get together with a man uh, of course in caveman days you know back before the the birth control pill or contraception the fear was that you would 
you know, get with the wrong guy, and then you'd have his children or whatever. And then he might, you know, if he's a violent man, might you might be dangerous for you. If he's a lazy man, you might starve to death. Uh, if he is not a man with strong tribal connections, you may end up isolated from the tribe, which is in itself very dangerous. You could be overrun by enemies, die of disease, you know, die of exposure, um, whatever the case is. And then, uh, <clears throat> it's also really important because Okay, I'm try. I'm gonna try to explain this in the best way possible. So women have, like, a, women are on a timer, which is another thing that men don't have to deal with, right? So women have a certain fertile period. Now, this, obviously, not every woman is gonna to want to have children. However, this still plays into it, and it it plays into it because it's an instinctual thing. <clears throat> For the most part, women are most desirable when they're younger. Like when they, so you know, a woman who is um, who's twenty years old, in theory, according to, according to um, the the resource potential that women bring to the table in a relationship, which be, are being youth, beauty, uh, fidelity, and fertility, right? Um, so those are the primary resources that men are looking for in women. Now there's others. Um, obviously, you know, compatibility, intelligence, um, being able to communicate well, like all of these are very important. However, the baseline resources that men are looking for are youth, beauty, fertility, uh, and fidelity. Okay, so, but the thing is, is that youth... Well, all of those things, except for fidelity, deteriorate over time, right? So, in other words, a woman's uh, a woman peaks on the dating marketplace very early, and then it decreases over time. So, you know, a woman who's 20 years old is going to generally command a much higher value on the dating marketplace than she will when she's 30, and a 30-year-old will command much greater value than she is when she's 40, and, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> now, that sounds like a really brutal way to look at things, and a very cold way to look at things. And I want you to understand that um, that's, not the, that's not the whole point, right? Um, I don't care how old you are, you can still win on the dating market. You can have a great date li dating life, you can have great relationships, you can attract great men. But I'm telling you this because it's important to understand why vetting partners is important. And it's also important to understand why women have adapted to do this well. Um, and, and as a general rule, all women, human women today, they are equipped with a lot of natural things that help them to vet partners. However, they don't always understand how to utilize these like talents. Women are exceptionally talented at vetting men, but a lot of times they don't know how to use these abilities, and a lot of times they kind of like misguide them, like they're misguided in it. And some of that is because 
Um, nobody talks about it. You know, there's not a there's not a village shaman who gets together with all of the women and explains to them the dangers of you know getting involved with the wrong kind of man. Like we don't really have those kinds of tribal conversations today. And um, so, so that's why. That's partly why I do what I do is to help men and women with those conversations that nobody's been having, right? And and it may seem a little bit weird to hear a guy talk about this, but <clears throat> but I'm really interested in it and I know what I'm talking about and I can help. So there we go. All right. So the the topic of this video, we're going to kind of go through five red flags in a relationship with men. Um, you know, th these are things that when you notice in men, they're a problem. And it's really important that you pay attention to it because if you want to win on the dating marketplace, it doesn't matter how old you are, it's really important that, you know, you're going to have a lot of guys paying attention to you. The higher your dating marketplace value is, the more men are going to be hitting you up, sending you DMs, swiping in your account, you know, asking for your number, coming up to you at the club, trying to text you at one in the morning for a booty call. You know, these you're going to get inundated with them. You probably already do, right? How do you figure out which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones? Well, the way you figure that out is first of all, you use your <clears throat> you use your own instincts to try to find attractive men. So you want to look for men you're attracted to. You want to rule out men you're <clears throat> you're just not attracted to, like in any kind of way. Um, now, obviously, there's a couple different kinds of attraction. You can be attracted to a man's intelligence, or you can be sexually attracted to him, like to his body. You could be attracted to his status or power or wealth. And for the record, there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's instinctual and actually. It's um, very evolutionarily advantageous, like from a standpoint of human evolution, to be attracted to men with status and power and money or, or um, you know, intelligence, athleticism. <coughs> in other words, be shallow in the way you want to be shallow in, okay? Remember that as a woman, you have an inherent built-in dating value just by being a woman. You are nature's selector. You and your species, the females of the race, are responsible for deciding which men should be able to propagate and create offspring and which ones should not be allowed to because they're not high enough value men and they will not move the spin. Their offspring are less likely to move the species forward. So with great responsibility comes great power. So you have this great responsibility to safeguard the genetic lineage, you know, of your family by vetting out men who are unworthy to reproduce. Now, the, keep in mind, this is all like, this is all kind of instinctual. I'm not, I'm not literally saying you have this responsibility, but, but this is kind of how the the natural order works. And this is important, and I'll explain why. <clears throat> you also have great power to attract a lot of men. A lot of men are gonna see you and think you're beautiful and sexy and they're gonna want they're gonna want to gain sexual access. Okay, so your job is to evaluate all of your potential suitors rule out all the bad ones, and then choose the best, 
highest value man you can possibly get, right? Uh, and that doesn't matter if it's for a one night stand, if it's for getting married, if it's for a summer fling, doesn't matter. The, the length of time doesn't matter. What matters is this mandate that you choose the highest value man because that's going to save you time. It's going to save you costly energy and resources. And then it's not, you're not going to monopolize your sexual resources for the wrong guy and maybe even miss out on a better guy, right? So that's the fear. You don't want to miss out on a good guy wasting time on a bad guy. So first of all, the very first thing is you want to be attracted to him. And this is really important. You want to be, a, you want to be attracted to him. Some women think, well, should I settle for a guy I'm not really attracted to? That's a kind of a complicated question. Um, you could go on a date. If you meet with a guy, like if you swipe on a dating app, you know, and, and you think, well, I'm not really attracted to him, you know, but he seems kind of nice, then maybe you should meet him because there's no way to know. If there are no red flags, then you might want to meet him, right? Uh, However, if you meet him and there's just no attraction, then it's not. You have to pay attention to your instincts because your instincts are telling you something about him when you're not attracted to him at all. If you develop an attraction to him based on, you know, like anything, intelligence, athleticism, his good looks, his money, his status, his power, the way he carries himself, his confidence, his competency, whatever it is, okay, that is also your body and your instincts telling you something about him. Listen to your feminine instincts because you are a fine-tuned instrument designed to spot value in a man. It's really important that you listen to your own instincts, right? So if you, if, if you, if you literally are not attracted to him at all, listen to that. There's a reason why, okay? So, so that's the first thing is you only want to you only want to pay attention to men that you're actually attracted to. Okay, so that's the first thing. So number two, and now we're kind of getting into some of the nitty gritty stuff. Um, his living situation. Uh, actually, okay, we are going to talk about this, but I'm going to rewind this just a little bit. What I said before about paying attention to things that strike you as weird, um, that goes for everything. My five points that I want to kind of cover are, does he still live with his ex or is he super involved in her life? That's kind of a red flag. Um, he doesn't seem to make a sincere effort to respond to your messages. Okay. Uh, that's also could be a red flag. Number three, he complains a lot or he acts like a victim. Okay. Uh, that's another one. If he isn't a self-fulfilled man with a purpose, right? So that's another one. And then number five, he acts needy or clingy or controlling. So that's another thing. I'm telling you that your, your instincts are going to flag these things. And you're going to become aware of the fact that you don't, they don't seem quite right. But what a lot of women do is they, they, they ignore that flag and they shove it down because there's a lot of good, right? So you're thinking, you know, well, he's good looking. He's very like easy to talk to. He seems to be very chill. Um, you know, he's, he's dressed well. He makes a lot of money. He has a nice car. He wants a family. These are all things I want. However, when I took my phone out to message my friend, 
And then he snapped at me, why do you have your phone out? Who are you texting? And then it struck me as weird. But I just overlooked it because I just thought it was weird. Okay, no, no, don't do that. Um, pay close attention when those flags come up. That's literally what red flags are. And to be more specific, um, I prefer to call them low value markers, right? Now, here's the thing. Sometimes a man will do something that you don't necessarily like, but it will not register to you as a low value marker. And that's different than him doing something that's actually a low value marker. A cat is scratching the couch. Mittens, mittens, stop. Mittens, stop it. She's being awfully. She's being real sus over there. Uh, anyway, so so that's a different thing, right? Uh, it's very important to identify those low-value markers and pay attention to them. Okay, so I'm going to go through here. Uh, he still lives with his ex, or he is super involved in her life. Okay, if they're co-parenting and he's doing it responsibly and well, that's not being over-involved, that's him being responsible. However, if he's still messing with her, you know, if he still lives with her, no, that's a that's a that is a low value marker, and if it bothers you, it should bother you because that's you know he he's not ready yet. He's not a man pursuing his purpose, right? Um, maybe you happen to run into him while he still is with his ex, and what he's saying is, I just you know we just broke up. I right now have a plan I'm enacting, gonna get my own place, gonna separate myself from her, I'm moving on with my life. Okay, okay. If he's got a plan and he's doing it, that's a good thing. However, be really careful of men who still mess with their ex. That's nonsense that, you know, a lot of people wanna get back with their ex and so they'll just waste your time. You know, they just they just wanna get laid while their ex is seeing another guy and then when they're just waiting for her to because it's not going to work out with a new guy because it's a rebound and they're going to try to get her back. You know how it goes. You know what it, you you're, you pick up what I'm laying down, ladies. You know what I'm talking about. And so you don't don't mess with it. Don't even give him a chance. Don't give the less attractive guy who has his own place and car a chance over that guy. Okay. Men, if you're watching this, get your own place. Don't live with your ex. Don't mess with your ex. It's bad news. Leave the past in the past. Right. Pick up the kids. Drop the kids off, communicate about the kids and only the kids. You're not a part of each other's lives anymore, right? It's about the kids, it's not about you and the ex. Uh, just leave the past in the past. Okay, number two, he doesn't seem to make a sincere effort to respond to your messages. Okay, so I've heard a lot of, a lot of women will tell me that they'll message a guy, they'll be messaging, 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 and all of a sudden he'll go like ghost for like three days. And then he'll end up popping up, hey, what's up? And then he'll be like, oh, I've been busy, I'm a busy guy. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, if a man is legitimately interested in you, he's gonna put effort into trying to talk to you. Okay, he's gonna put effort into trying to talk to you. If he doesn't text you for three days, it is very, very likely, 
highly likely that what happened was another girl entered the picture who he was more interested in, and then he was messaging her, and then three days later she stopped responding to him. So now he's hitting you back up again because you're the back burner, you're the back burner girl. Don't mess with that guy. Do not mess with that guy. Um, if a guy actually is interested in you, he will make an effort to communicate with you. And even if it's not every day, you will feel that it is some kind of priority to him. And the way I like to describe it is it should feel easy to you. You may not always like it. If it, like for me, for example, I'm a very busy man. I'm running, you know, two businesses of my own. I I'm very busy. I work a lot, and so um, my girlfriend, you know, I don't always respond. So, for example, if she messages me, it may be a couple hours before I respond to her messages. But I do respond to them because it's a priority for me to do that. Like because I care about her and I prioritize her. And, um, and anyone else who matters to me, I make sure and respond to their messages, you know, when I can, when I get to it. Uh, you know, I'm not going two days where I don't respond to someone. I do not go 12 hours without responding unless I just literally don't care about them at all, right? And I'm way, way less clingy than most guys are. If most if if a guy's into you, he's probably gonna be up your butt, you know what I mean? He's probably gonna be trying to message you all the time. So just be careful about that. Be careful because don't let guys jerk you around and play games, you know. Don't let them go ghost on you for a couple of days and then gain the ability to pick back up again, right? Um, you honestly don't have time for that. It's a low value marker. It shows he's not interested. Alright, number three, he complains a lot. Ditch the complainers. If he's with you and you guys are having dinner and he's complaining about his ex, complaining about his parents, complaining about his roommate, complaining about how life isn't fair, <sighs> ditch that guy. Ditch him. That's that's a loser mentality. Ditch him, uh, but before you ditch him, send him a link to my website because he needs to read my content. Because that is not an alpha mentality man. That's a low value man who's just bitching and whining is what that is. You don't need that in your life. You need a man who's gonna take control of his life because you need a man who's gonna show up for you in a good way. Uh, if a man is complaining, 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 he's giving away all his power. And you, you're gonna have a powerless man, right? You don't want that. You don't want that. You want a man who has control of himself where he says to you, instead of saying, oh, my parents are, God, I wish my parents weren't so blah, 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 um, wine, wine. You want a man who instead will say, I talked to my parents today. You know, I, you know, my, my mom, you, we have a relationship where da, da, da. However, you know, I, um, you know, I make sure to talk to her because I care about her and I kind of just have to tune out, you know, if she starts to complain and, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I love her, um, you know, and I'm committed to that. You know, that, that's the kind of response you want to hear, him taking responsibility and accountability for his actions in his life, right? Uh, if he's not doing that, if he's like complaining, nah, ditch that guy. Ditch that guy. Find yourself an alpha man who's going to take responsibility for his life and stand up in a masculine frame, right? That's not to say a guy isn't going to vent sometimes. That's a little different. You've got to kind of, you got, you got to understand that there's a difference between those two. Uh, a conscious rant, like a vent, you know, if he's just like venting about his day a little bit to you, okay. Um, I don't necessarily think that guys should vent to their date. Um, but if he is doing it, okay, okay. Um, 
But that's different than having a habit of complaining and being a victim, right? Don't need that. Uh, you kind of have to learn how to spot the difference. The difference is that venting and conscious rants will happen in isolated incidents when he needs to get something off his chest. Complaining is a regular habit. It'll happen probably almost every time you talk. That's the difference. And it'll just be peppered all throughout the, you know, the um, conversations. Okay, so number four. He isn't a self-fulfilled man with a purpose. All right. Be really careful of men who don't have a purpose. What I would love to see is for when you sit down with a guy, you know, to go on a date, I would love, love to see women asking men this question. So what would you consider your purpose in life to be? And even better, what big problem are you hoping to solve in the world? Like, what's your life's passion? What... How are you going to leave a dent in the universe? That's some real alpha shit there. And I want to I hear more women asking those types of questions, right? Um, way too many women are not really getting to the heart of the matter when they're trying to vet men. They're way too interested in... They're way too interested in things that are way more surface level and they're not getting to the heart of the problem, right? Um, in fact, I ask this, this is like a question I ask everyone I date. You know, I said, what's your purpose in life? And you'd be amazed at how many people just say, I don't know. And, and you get to a point where you realize how unattractive that is. And you realize how you can't rely on anyone who doesn't have a purpose. Because there's no foundation there. There's nothing to there's nothing to stand on, right? So as a woman who has a lot to lose by dating the wrong man, wasting time, wasting resources, you know, giving sexual access to a man who's gonna end up, you know, hurting you, not helping you, uh, not treating you well, whatever the case is. It, there's just no reason not to delve into that kind of thing. So so ask him what his purpose is, what kind of dent he wants to leave in the universe. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be dead honest with you. If he isn't sharper about that than you are, like, you know, you should have that figured out for yourself too. But if, but if he doesn't have it figured out better than you do, that's going to be a problem. It is the symptom of a problem and it will affect you <clears throat> and I would much prefer for women to not entertain men who cannot answer that question um, if, if, the, if he can't answer that question um, send him to my YouTube channel <laughs> or to my website because a lot of men um, aren't aware that that's so important too that's another thing it's like you know it's kind of not fair like men aren't Men are not educated about that. They don't understand how important that is. To have a strong masculine frame, you must have a purpose to set it on. But uh, it's still a thing. And it, it, just because someone didn't talk to him about that doesn't mean that that has to be now your problem. You don't want to inherit that problem. 
All right, uh, number five. He acts needy, clingy, or controlling. These are all symptoms of a man with no confidence, no self-esteem, no strong masculine frame, right? Um, he should not be acting needy toward you. He should not need you to make him feel better about any kind of thing. Um, if anyone, I, I don't think you should need him to make you feel better about anything either. But if there's, but if someone is going to be making someone else feel better, I'd much prefer that you be a tiny bit needy rather than him, right? To be honest, because that's the masculine frame. Like you are the selector and he is the competitor, right? You're, it, this is not entirely accurate but it's kind of like you are the beauty and he's the brawn or the the strength right that's not necessarily all correct because women have a lot of strength and men can have a lot of beauty but but I, i'm talking about uh, if we were gonna black and white it out that's kind of what it would look like right um and obviously it's not black and white but but that's that's something to keep in mind he, he can't be needy and he can't be clingy a clingy man like that's a symptom of a man who is not self-validated probably doesn't have his purpose if you notice a man's acting needy or clingy and then you ask him what his purpose is um, nine times out of ten he's not going to be able to answer that question and if he does he's probably posturing that's another thing you have to be careful for uh, this is so hard be careful for a man who's posturing and what that means is it's a man who's not being honest with himself or you and the way that you can tell someone who's like posturing is by you look at the what they say and then you look at their actions so if he says to you all oh, my passion is to start like I really want to take care of orphans I have such a big heart for orphans because I was an orphan like I, I really want to help them that's my life's passion and then you look at his life but he's not doing anything to help orphans there's a problem he's probably just talking shit and he's he probably he might think that that might be a pretty thought and there might be a part of him that wants to believe that that is his purpose but if there's no energy being spent on that purpose it doesn't mean anything it's just words and it's vapid and it's worthless so you have to look at not only what he says but you have to look at his actions too um, and if they don't align that's a problem and it's gonna be your problem if you if you give him sexual access and you invite him into your life, it's going to be your problem. Um, with that being said, um, okay, there, there's another question that I get a lot from women, and it's should you sleep with a guy on the first date or should you make a guy wait? And that's not, my answer is that that's not the right question to ask, right? That's not the right question to ask because because a guy, if you if you say, like I've heard people say, you have to wait, you have to be dating me for at least 30 days before I'll have sex with you. Or some people will say, you have to go on eight dates before you'll have sex, before I'll have sex with you and all this stuff. Um, first of all, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now that an alpha mentality man will not negotiate desire with you. So for example, if you, if you and I were to go on a date and you were to tell me, I don't sleep with a guy in the first 30 days, I will say, sounds like your rule, not mine. So if we're still interested in each other after 30 days, okay, um, <laughs> you know, whatever, go, you do you, but I'm not making an agreement with you about that, you know, um, I don't negotiate desire, you know, so in other words, if on the second date I want to, you know, make a move, I'm going to make a move, and then of course if you say no, you say no, um, 
but I'm not going to like agree not to make a move, you know. So, so because, and this is why, because as men, it is very much tied into our natural sexual mandate to pursue sexual access and to do so without wasting resources, right? And it's very possible that an alpha mentality man, if you tell him you want to wait eight dates for your sex, the thing he's going to think is, that is a, that sounds like a great recipe for wasting my time. So I'm going to make the move earlier. And if you're actually interested in me, you'll go for it. If you don't go for it, then I'm going to rule you out because you're not actually interested in me. Our, our interest is not aligning. That's what an alpha mentality man is going to think. So that's one thing. Another thing is that a lot of men will jump through many, many hoops to try to gain sexual access, which is really actually interesting. So the kind of man that you actually want, he may go along with your rule. You know, he might be like, okay, that, you know, we'll see what happens. Or he, um, you know, he may not want to go along with it, but that doesn't determine whether or not he's a good partner. See, this is, this is the thing. Now you don't want a guy who's going to pressure you. That's a whole nother thing. Um, a guy who pressures you is bad news and that's a low value marker. Um, but a man should have a healthy sexual desire for you and you know, he should want to do that with you. If he doesn't want to, that's a red flag too. It's a low value marker. Um, so what I'm saying here is you may also sleep with a guy on the first date and he ends up being the best thing that ever happened to you. And he, he, he may be the guy who's with you for the next 60 years that happens so you cannot rule out men by putting like by negotiating sex like that it doesn't work the only thing that works is learning how to appropriately vet partners that is the only thing that will save you from wasting time on a bad guy you must learn that skill and level up in it and and that's just the answer to it um all right so if he's clingy He's not a self-validated man. He's looking to you for validation. That is bad news. Be, and then, like I said before, watch out for the posturing. Um, cut those clingy guys loose. That's, that's super bad news. And then usually that leads into controlling and or possessive jealous behavior, which is a low value marker. A man who's like possessive, jealous, controlling. That's not a, that's not a man who's comfortable in his masculine frame. That's not an alpha mentality man. Uh, I do not get jealous. I... I, I don't care. And the reason I don't care is because I'm operating from a position of sexual abundance in my life because I'm a high value man. In other words, if you do something, you know, to violate a boundary, I will sit down with you and I'll discuss it with you. And I'll say, maybe I'll see something like, okay, you know, you did something, you kissed that guy or whatever it is. Um, maybe it was cheating or whatever. It's like, if it's not a deal breaker for me, <clears throat> I'll sit down and I'll talk with you about it. If it is a deal breaker for me, I'm walking. And there we go. There's no reason for me to try to control your behavior. In fact, I want you to do what you want to do. Because that's the quickest way to figure out if we're right for each other. And if this is a good investment, right? So men who are hyper controlling, jealous, possessive, 
Those are men who have given away all their power and they don't feel like they have any power over their own lives. Those are men operating from a position of sexual scarcity. They feel like they don't have options and they're desperately afraid to lose you as an option. Those are signs of a man who is not standing in a strong masculine frame grounded on his purpose. Those are signs of a man who does not understand his purpose and he doesn't understand his masculine role in life. Um, once again, before you end it with those guys, send them to my channel <laughs> because I can help them. Um, send them a link to my YouTube and then uh, don't talk to them anymore. But seriously, you don't need a guy being... Now, you know, if a, if a guy will sit down with you and he will say, I would like to negotiate, um, you know, our boundaries. For example, let's be monogamous. Okay, he might propose that to you. See, relationships should be built on agreements, mutual agreements that work for both of you. And then you, you negotiate and you find out what your agreements are. And then you just, you live with the agreements, right? So in other words, if the agreement is not to have sex, and, and not not to have sex with other people, not to kiss other people, and not to, like, overly flirt with other people. He should not feel threatened by you having, like, a guy friend, or he should not feel threatened by you working with other guys. Either he trusts you or he doesn't. If he is maintaining the relationship with you and says he trusts you, but then he acts jealous and controlling, those two things do not add up. Posturing. He's lying to you and he's lying to himself. That is bad news, right? And my favorite one, the, the best worst one of all time, the guys who say, I trust you, babe. It's the other men I don't trust. That is, that's the most condescending, misogynistic bullshit I've ever heard in my whole damn life like like I cannot believe that like that men say that but I've heard so many men like I've heard women tell me that their boyfriends say that and I'm like what the actual flippity flop like what in the world like I cannot believe and I can't and then I can't believe these women put up with it I can't believe they buy that line it's it's posturing to the highest level it's like when a guy he'll say it's literally like i trust you but i don't trust him so what don't you trust do you think he's gonna like rape you um if he thought that he wouldn't let obviously if there was a threat of that that's a much bigger issue that's not the issue he's afraid you're gonna cheat on him so it's like well he's afraid this other guy's gonna seduce you into cheating with him that doesn't he doesn't trust you that's a bunch of baloney he does not trust you and if he doesn't trust you well, then I guess he has no, he doesn't have a right to the privilege of sexual access with you either, right? Because trust should be an important part of that. Back in the ancient times, if you didn't have trust, how were you going to trust that when he brought food home, he was going to share it with you, you know? How was he going to trust that while he was out, you know, hunting, you were going to watch the kids and make sure that the kids didn't die, you know? If we, if we don't have trust, we don't have anything. A lot of men don't understand that. They're too threatened. They can't have that trust. It's a bad, that's a low value marker and you got to cut them loose. So here's the silver lining.
when you learn to start cutting men off and stop wasting time on them once you've identified low marker like low value marker behavior you're going to open yourself up to so many more possibilities of meeting the right guy and when i say the right guy i don't mean like your soulmate or your twin flame those are romantic ideas that what they're speaking to is high compatibility and and maturity like relational maturity so you're going to get together with a guy who has you know who's very compatible with you who is who's standing on his masculine frame and and of course to meet him on that level you should be working on your maturity you should be working on standing on your feminine frame understanding your purpose as a woman right and so that's really important for you to to have that identity and to be secure in that identity and who you are um that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you can't have masculine traits and he can't have feminine traits it has nothing to do with it but what it does have to do with is we have to build our foundation on our center point and for a woman that's femininity and for a man that is masculinity right and you need to be secure in that and and that's important you know that's actually really important um and i'm not even talking about traditional gender roles i don't give i don't give two shits about that discussion because it doesn't matter what matters is what's happening inside of us and then how it manifests itself in our relationships with, with rationality and reasonability and in accordance with our natural nature as humans right as tribal creatures social creatures as we act out our mating behavior we want it to make sense and we want it to be good for us to produce a good life we don't want to make bad choices and have a bad life right and the value the quality and value of your relationships will greatly impact the quality and value of your life and so that's why it's important right all right <clears throat> so i just went on a pretty long rant about that this video turned out longer than i thought but i feel like we covered a lot of good ground just remember to trust your instincts as a woman trust them you have within you the instinctual ability to root out bullshit and nonsense from a mile away you can smell it like a shark smells blood in the water like you will know but a lot of women repress it a lot of women don't pay attention to it trust your instincts if something doesn't seem to add up it probably doesn't add up you're you're smarter than you get like you're smart about that and you know you are but you suppress it i don't know if you do but some women do so don't suppress it um you were built to smell like the bullshit in men right you know it intuitively because you come from a long long historic genealogy of six of women who are very successful on the dating marketplace when i mean successful i mean women who reproduced raise those children to adulthood who then reproduce themselves that's the whole game evolutionarily speaking that is our purpose and so you have you come from a long unbroken line of successful women who won at the dating game and now it's your turn and you can win as well uh the way you do it is by listening to your instincts spotting low marker low value markers in men and then eliminating them as options and don't spend any more time on them do not let them waste your time spend time on the good men like the men who strong masculine men men who hold themselves in a strong frame who understand their purpose and who they are right who can treat you well and 
and bring resources to the table that will help to make life better. All kinds of resources, money, energy, attention, sexual energy, physical health, um, just all of the different resources, emotional resources, uh, tribal status connections, all of it. It all has a purpose and it all has a place. So pay attention. Don't entertain low value men. You will start finding winners and then your dating life will be much more successful. All right, that's all I've got to say on this one. Go with grace. Ladies and gentlemen, never give up your power. This is Joshua Segafis signing off. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit www.joshuasegafis.com. Catch you on the flip side.